You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we are with our friends over at Addie's, and we are joined by a wonderful guest who is going to dive into a brand new brand, essentially. So do you want to introduce yourself and your brand? So my name is Araya. I'm born and raised Buffalo. So I okay. grew up here my whole life. I lived in Orange Park. Um, I went to Albany for school um, with all the intentions of becoming law enforcement of some you know, type. Capacity. So um, so went to Albany, came back to Buffalo to finish school. Um, while I was in Buffalo, I got a side job working for Red Bull. So I worked for Red Bull for four years while I was in school. Um, you know those girls that walk around with the backpacks and did you hand drive out that cool cans? Car? I did. I All drove right. the Mini Cooper. I never got in an accident with it. I was like one of the only people on my team that didn't have any accidents. <laughs> we, because we drove that thing everywhere so like there was a lot of room for error but um no accidents it was all good we got lots of like fan waves and stuff like that yeah and when you're driving people want to take pictures so you're probably more prone to get into an accident i know because people are rubbernecking and stuff no it's a really (laughs) cool it's a really cool looking car but that was my like entrance into working for like food and beverage i i also worked as a server and, and a bartender for a long time too so i had a little bit of that um I had a little bit of the industry experience from that, and then obviously the sales and marketing experience from Red Bull. So, can you tell us a little bit more about Canteen as a brand? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that may have seen it but don't know kind of the backstory behind it. Canteen was born in Austin, where our founder Brandon Kaysen, um worked for Deep Eddy for a lot of years. So he was the chief marketing officer of Deep Eddy, one of the original people that worked for them, and. Um, had a ton of success, obviously. Mm-hmm. D-Betty took off. That was one of those brands that, like, I think as soon as they entered into the flavored vodkas, they really, like, set themselves apart from Tito's and some of the other ones that are, you know, more 
ingrained sure. in, in the regular vodka. But and then that whole thing just blew up. Like yeah, Pinnacle oh, came out and it's like, I got a whipped cream flavored vodka. That's weird. I still can't. I still can't <laughs> to this day smell that vodka. It's been 15 years <laughs> since I tried it for the first time. That was the first thing I ever overdid. And I, to this day, can't smell it. That's how That's how <laughs> much of an aversion I have to that Pinnacle whipped. But yes, exactly. Like, And Deep Eddie is interesting because they came out with the first um, vodka, flavored vodka, that really is almost like doesn't need a mixer. Sure. If you've had it before, It's you can drink it straight, even if you're not somebody who could normally drink a spirit straight. So I think that's why they got super popular, too, because it was like just dangerously easy to, to drink. And so, um, yeah, Deep Eddie took off in a big way. And our founder um, had started there. Then he ventured into non-alcoholic, and he worked for Waterloo Sparkling Water. So okay. if you know Waterloo, um, they're a big Whole Foods brand. Um, but they do sparkling water. It was kind of same thing. Like the timing worked out perfectly when he got into that. All of a sudden, non-alcoholic sparkling water was like taken off like crazy. And I mean, when I was younger and even in college, like nobody drank seltzer water like no one and then all of a sudden in the last like i would say five years it took off huge and now you go into wegmans and every single person has seltzer in their cart like it's just people got a taste for it it got popular and i think as an alternative to drinking you know distilled water everyone liked the low calorie whatever so he took those two companies working for deep eddie and then working for waterloo and he was like well you know, seltzers, malt seltzers are taking off right now. He's like, why wouldn't I make a ready to drink with vodka, put it in sparkling water, and like now I have an even better version of these malt ones that mm-hmm. everybody seems to love. So that was kind of the, that was this timeline of Canteen, but that started all in 2019. So the brand is about two years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've been around like relatively a short amount of time, but for this category, we're actually one of the originals. Like, the only person that really beat us to the punch was High Noon and Cut Water, which Cut Water is another, um, for people that don't know, another um, ready-to-drink uh, cocktail, but they're like a full sugar, full calorie. They're like true. You can get like a white Russian in a can, and it's a 300-calorie. Oh, Jesus. Really delicious, but 14%. Really delicious, yeah. yeah, like 14% alcohol is going to put you on your on your butt if you drink too many. But So ready-to-drink is its own category. Yeah, so it's it literally has just been defined within like the last year, I would say. Um, You started hearing it a lot in the industry um, as the consumer, as the seltzer market was just going nuts and people were buying so many different brands of seltzer. And like, I think every major beer company put out a seltzer like and every micro company like you guys know from being around here southern tier came out Mm -hmm. with one hartman's came out with one like anybody who had the means to get on board to to make a seltzer did it because the demand was like like nothing they had ever seen in the beer industry honestly i mean the only thing i've heard that was equal was when they came out with light beer for the first time Mm -hmm. and they had these lower calorie options for light beer like that was the only other time the industry saw like an insane amount of growth like that so um yeah we so the ready to drink um really pertains to spirit based and not malt so the main difference and i'm sure you guys talk about this on your show a lot because you talk about um brewing and distilling Mm -hmm. but for people that aren't really familiar with what malt means um 
a malt beverage is a is a brewed beverage that's brewed with bacteria. They use a grain source to, um, for all the popular seltzers on the market now. It's just cane sugar, so they ferment cane sugar. They brew as they would brew a beer, and the outcome is a product that doesn't have sugar necessarily because the bacteria is eaten the sugar as mm. its source of. Sure. Um, but they use the cheapest kind of commodities that are available, which is sugarcane and corn, typically, when you make a malt seltzer. So for a long time, I mean, in the US, we had, and you guys remember, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade mm-hmm. and Seagram's, like, that's all, that's all considered. Those were disasters I know. And like the heartburn, like I just, we used to drink, I used to drink a six pack at a time. I like look back on that. I'm like, how am I alive? But yeah. And like in college, like. Well, that's interesting because Seagram's, they had colors to them. Yeah. These don't like, you're not adding food. Was that just food coloring added to Seagram's? Yeah. And, and so much sugar that it's insane. They don't, you can't find it. You can't find it anywhere. (laughs) Like if you look for the nutrition facts, if you try to be an educated consumer, a lot of these brands don't have no information as far as nutrition because it's not they don't have to alcohol isn't under the same standards as food and beverage when it comes to label transparency so it's like yeah i didn't know at the time but i look back like i used to drink three or four of my cards in a sitting no offense to anyone that likes my card they're great but i was like oh my god i was drinking 300 calories in a bottle and it was like 30 i think it's 34 grams of sugar or something like that per per like 12 ounce serving so those like those are the original malt beverages that like we all grew up with mm-hmm. are the when i say we i mean people older than like 25 because right. like all these kids now coming out of high school going into college like they've all had they've gotten away with not having to drink crappy light beer or super sugary like alternatives mm-hmm. you know or we, just insanity beverages like four locos yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yes. those yeah, like literally <laughs> just gambling with your life every time you go out to drink because you're like i'm gonna drink this thing with with 300 milligrams of caffeine and so much alcohol yeah. but yeah like so so Seagram's and Mike's Hard were like the OGs before any of these low calorie options started and um so I guess you could consider them the first like ready to drinks that were available in the U.S. because like Canada was a different situation. Canada forever has always had spirit seltzers available so oh, okay. like their Seagram's is made with Seagram's vodka in Canada. Gotcha. Where ours is a malt beverage, and it just has to do with where we can sell, um, you know, spirits versus malt. And obviously, New York is a weird state where they separate it, and you can buy malts in one place, and you can buy spirits in other places. But right. um, it's a, it's a lot cheaper to make a product with malt. So so seltzer just means that you have a drink with carbonated water. Yeah. So so seltzer, and I mean, people use it a little bit. The language is a little different for certain people like seltzers and um like sodas are like kind of hand in hand with each other but i would consider a seltzer now with the language that we use as like something that is lower calorie okay so um it's confusing because mike's heart is very carbonated mm-hmm. but like they call that a hard lemonade or a hard iced tea well, seagram's i think they call them i don't even know what they label themselves on the package but i think it's probably not yeah they just like they're like just don't ask don't tell because <laughs> yeah. it's like they're like you don't want to know yeah. <laughs> no, but um we recommend drinking a half a can yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah like the true 
the true seltzer movement started back in like 2018. And I remember um, it was probably towards the end of 2017, uh, maybe beginning of 2018. But I had my first seltzer and it was a tall boy of truly that I bought because we were going somewhere. We were going somewhere where you were going to need like just one drink. It was like a tailgate or something like a pregame for a Mm -hmm. concert. So everyone was like, let's just grab one thing. And like, I don't want to chug down a 24-ounce Natty Light. So I was like, I'm going to find something different. And I saw the Truly, and I had heard of seltzer before, but I hadn't drank it. And to be honest, I wasn't much of a fan of regular non-alcoholic seltzer. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I'll give it a go. So I had it. And I remember that like from then on, everywhere that I went, everywhere, everyone that I saw, seltzer, seltzer, seltzer. And it was like White Claw and Truly were the first, like really popular ones. And it just like, I mean, I know for a while I've talked to sales reps who said they had to beg stores in the beginning to to take in a couple of cases of White Claw. They were like, just please, I have to hit a number, like just take it in. And, And everybody was like, well, nobody knows what this is and no one wants this. And sure enough, just like a lot of things do. But Overnight, it was kind of like a couple people brought it places and it started to take off. And then before they knew it, like the demand was insane. And I think White Claw's done more cases of product in a single year than like they set records. I, I don't have the exact numbers. I wish I did. But I mean, millions and millions and millions of cases of product. Like, so it's insane what the demand was. Um, and so, yeah, RTDs kind of have a unique positioning with with that type of explosive growth because, I mean, they they grew at a pace where like they were eventually going to run out of new consumers. Like you, you only have so many people consuming this. Like how much more can you grow your business every year? Like unless you're having a lot more people, you know, coming of age to drink it or new consumers finding it. But um, the RTDs came around and I think the timing was immaculate for for a company like mine because it is it is a situation now where people are starting to they've had enough of, of what they were drinking over the last three years and now they're looking for something new. They want something that that maybe is a little bit cleaner tasting, doesn't have that aftertaste that malt can leave. Um, and so enter in products like Canteen and Cantina. And it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome, easy, portable type of product. So Yeah. How did you get into this? Yeah. I loved bartending. I've always had um kind of an affinity for the art of it because it's like just such a cool thing like you can be so crafty um and I've always liked that so yeah I had no intentions to be honest once Red Bull was over I thought I would just move on and and work in different sectors I thought I'd do law enforcement whatever and um Fast forward a couple of years, I did. I went I went and I worked in different fields, social hmm. work and stuff like that. Um, and I had a friend who worked in the beer industry, and she called me one day and was like, hey, I had someone offer me a, a job to work for a spiked seltzer company. And um, she's like, I'm happy where I'm at, but I told them that maybe you'd be interested. So that was how I got into the beverage industry. I worked for a company before this called Crook and Marker. They oh, were, yeah. They're, they're uh, ready, to, kind of like a ready to drink as well, but on the malt side. Mm-hmm. So they did uh, hard iced tea, hard lemonade. Aren't um, they like gluten-free or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're yeah. like organic, sure. gluten-free. So I worked for them for two years and, um, and it was great. And it was 
again, a really like interesting time to get into the industry because I didn't know um, like that there was a frenzy mm-hmm. until I entered in and it was like, <laughs> I saw what was going on around me and I was like, oh my gosh, I just entered into like, you know, I felt like I entered into the ring with like, 40 other competitors and it was like someone's gonna fight to the death to like stay you know in in these shelf sets and stuff but um yeah it was cutthroat more so than I imagined so um that's that's me I and now I'm back to Buffalo with Canteen I was living in New York City for the last year with that company working New Jersey Metro New York um and then when Canteen came knocking they told me they had an opportunity they wanted somebody to go back to Buffalo um that knew the city that knew a little bit of the on-premise and stuff like that and so it ended up being a great fit and um I was ready to come home so it worked out that's awesome. Mm-hmm. One thing that I find interesting, we've talked about this a little bit, just interviewing people in the industry. Craft brew, like the craft beer scene has skyrocketed a lot like five years ago, 10 years ago. And right now it's at a point where it's growing, but it's plateaued a little bit. Whereas now the craft spirits industry is really spiking. So that's, would you say that that's probably the correlation between people moving from Trulies and the malt based to going towards the spirit based? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's so interesting, right? Because like every city has like its own little ecosystem sure. of of distilleries and breweries and stuff, and like um, they like how much they really compete with each other. I'm not sure because obviously there's people that that would drink at you know say a place like Southern Tier, like mm-hmm. they get their Southern Tier Lake Fog IPA, and like they they're not the type of people that would gravitate towards something like this, but. You know, then again, I think um, I think that with with the changeover from malt to um, like spirits and distilled products, I think that a little bit of it is quality. At least when speaking about mm. seltzer, I can't sure. I w- can't say that about beer because you can't do beer without malt. Mm-hmm. That's the that's how that works. But um, yeah, I mean, I like I know Buffalo has gotten a lot of really cool distilleries in the last couple of years. Like Hartman's is an awesome one. Mm-hmm. I love Tommy Rotter. That's like one of of my favorite spirits to drink at home. So Buffalo is starting to produce like really good spirits and stuff like that. But yeah, I do think that that has to do a little bit with um, people discovering, I guess, that there's options. But this is all very new. Like mm-hmm. High Noon was the first thing in, in Buffalo to or in the, really in the U.S. to make a ready to drink vodka based seltzer and now like I mean if two years ago these weren't available so I think some of it too is just like now that there's more options people are gravitating towards the the liquor stores and and stuff now because we do have more choice before it was really not much so so what is your how do you how does canteen differentiate itself from a high noon is there a selling point or is it just another option out there yeah so i mean uniquely for us uh, our biggest takeaway uh for our consumers and and i think the reason that we have some people that are really diehard consumers um is the zero sugar to most people like two or three grams of sugar in a drink doesn't make the world end but there's some people that that really can't do sugar whether it's 
that they do keto or they do, um, you know, they're diabetic or they have some other reason for really trying to cut sugar out of their life. Um, ours is truly no sugar. So um, I think High Noon has like 2.3 grams a can, which isn't anything, you know, insane. But if you were going to have five or six of them, I guess it would start to tally right. up, you know. So the no sugar is really um, big with us. The fact that we use Deep Eddy liquor in our product. So so it's it's basically Deep Eddy vodka and Waterloo sparkling water in these. And then um, our tequila is from Mexico. It's a it's a Blue Weber agave tequila. So it's so it's the real stuff. It's really good. Yeah, we're going to drink some of this because you guys are going to have to try it. Um, are you trying to make me forget everything that we're doing right now? <laughs> I, d- interestingly enough, I'm sure you guys know this because you have a lot of um, like alcohol knowledge, but did you guys know that tequila is technically like a stimulant and not a depressant? Yes, it's, it's essentially the healthiest alcoholic option in the industry, I, which is why The Rock has his own tequila i didn't know that it was a stimulant though. Yeah, yeah it it acts as it acts more like like i guess what cocaine would act like rather than ad- i know right <laughs> so who's ready to get juiced up crack it open <laughs> um I'm, let's let's drink while we're talking about this but yeah so i didn't know that but yeah. in, that's why people like when they say you know a lot of people will anecdotally say like oh, i'm a different person when i drink tequila it's a different kind of drunk for me but they're not wrong like it, it affects your it affects you differently than any other type of spirit. So, is it because it's made with, I mean, sugar? I I think. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert at like how they distill tequila, but I, it has to have something to do with the agave. It's just yeah. a different kind of a plant than, um, you know, like when with with vodka. I mean, typically that's corn based or or mm-hmm. some sort of like. Um, I mean, we. Some sort of a wheat, you know, because there's you can have vodka, 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 yeah, potato. Yeah. So like, there's like, yeah, there's other things, but like something about like the actual plant, the, the agave, agave plant, yeah, yeah makes it interesting. An, it's an upper. I had no idea about that. I know. It's fascinating. It's this is um. Had, do you guys ever do any ASMR on this? Like, <laughs> yeah. like before? <laughs> Love it. That's uh. It's part of our intro. We throw is in. It? Yeah, we. Put ice in a glass, and then that. we poured with uh, water. Actually, we're oh, giving perfect. away our trade secrets. But yeah, that's that's how we start every episode. Yeah, so. got to give everybody like that nice little aesthetic. So, <laughs> is this your is this the go to product for? You guys? Um, so, well, so Cantina is our newest product. Oh, we okay. Our flagship product is Cantina. This is Cantina. This is our tequila. I brought two for us to taste. This one is watermelon margarita. Ooh. So they're nice. They're 5.6% alcohol, so nothing crazy, but um, no sugar. And they're one carb because you can't make tequila without a carb, sure. apparently. I didn't know that. That's another interesting tequila fact. Like these canteens are zero carbs, but this is one. A so. rice cake is one carb. Too, I know. So we can it's like, it. so salute. Um, this, yeah, is, uh, <laughs> this is a cantina, the watermelon. Mm. How do they get the flavors? Is it an extract or are they so, making it with the fruit? When they distill... They use monk fruit during the distillation process to help um, keep like the integrity of the fruit flavors, but none of the sugar, like there's no added fruit juice in it. So there is no actual, like in this, there's no actual watermelon. Yeah, they use like 
fruit essence basically to, what, during the distillation process and then the monk fruit helps like to keep some of the fruit flavor without adding any sugar and without adding a lot of sweetness like it does have in my opinion this tastes a little bit like there's something more going on here than just tequila soda like you can taste 100%. a little bit extra flavor almost a little bit of sweetness but with it being zero sugar it's just a, it's an awesome option for people that don't don't want to have something that's fully leaded so I have a question. Yeah. There's an ongoing discussion with Derek and I in regards to why whiskey over beer. Mm-hmm. But it leads into this because you and I know a lot of people. I'm actually one of them that's very cognizant about bloating after drinking mm-hmm. or after eating. How does this work in regards to that afterwards? Because with even after a couple of seltzers, you still kind of feel a little bubbly. Yeah. If you crush like... Like a Bud Light seltzer. Right. So does that effect occur with this or do you just burp all the time? I mean, I can only speak for for me, but yeah. I I don't get I don't get that phenomenon, but I'm also not a fast drinker. Mm. I think a lot of times like so not my proudest moment, but two weeks ago I was in Syracuse for a bar event. I have a bar called Wolf's Beer Garden right next to uh, Syracuse University. So there was a bunch of kids there. And when I say kids, I mean legal age, 21 up. <laughs> okay, We were in a bar and uh, it was Halloween. So I went and this is my first, this is my first bar at like, um, my first bar event since I've been sure. with this company because I had been focusing more on stores before this. So I go in, I'm all excited. I'm like, I'm going to introduce a bunch, of, a bunch of people to canteen tonight, whatever. It's going to be good. So I get there, I get my first bucket of drinks just like this and I walk over to the first table and it's like a bunch of you know, young kids, mm-hmm. young guys. And they're all like frat kids, you can tell from course, Syracuse. Sure. Um all preppy looking and uh so i'm passing out cans to them and i was being nice and giving them full cans i was like this is like christmas morning for these kids who have like probably ten dollars in their pocket um and so i'm giving them all drinks and i was like holding my own and uh while i'm talking to them and i ran out so i was like well i'm gonna go up to the bar there was like one kid left that didn't get a can i was like i'm gonna go up to the bar i'll get you a can and like i'll be back And as I'm saying that, he takes my can that I'm drinking out of my hand and like starts drinking. He's like, oh, no, it's fine. This one will work. Well, I was like blatant disrespect. I was like, not going to fly with me. So I took the can back from him and I was like, listen, now I'm going to go up there, get two cans, one for me, one for you. We're going to shotgun them. And if I beat you shotgunning, then you have to give me $20 because like that was like that was rude. So all of his friends are like, oh, like they're like, oh, she's not joking around. So sure enough, we I actually have a picture. I'll show you while I tell the story. Um, Sure enough, I come back with two ice cold cans of canteen. I haven't shotgunned a beer in like 10 years. So I was like. At that point, it was pure adrenaline. I was like, I, I can't. I, I will not like, lose. I this said I can't. Spot. I can't. I made a big statement, yeah. like right in front of all these people, saying that I was going to kick this kid's butt, like shotgunning. So, sure enough, um, it's like it's time to go, and I. It's time to go. Use my car key. Open it up flawlessly, might I add, perfect amount of like space. Because <laughs> I learned that, like, I learned with shotgunning that you really have to. Um, you really have to give yourself a big enough like hole. Sure. Otherwise, then you there's no way. Like you, you need a nice big opening, and then you got to put that down on like three chugs. 
Well, when I tell you, it's the, a pro over here. The pain, yeah. the pain, <laughs> the pain. This is this is the aftermath. This is this kid literally dying, and that's me still standing strong. Okay, I think I have a picture of us actually so shotgunning. Oh, I beat him. I like, love that. I beat him bad. I told I told this kid I was like, this is us. Like right right before we. Oh my god. I was like, I'm gonna get grass. Like I had to do it. It was like whatever, but. To answer the the whole point of that was like I chugged that and like I was in pain for like ten minutes after because the carbonation and it's like oh, right. and the cold was like that that's a lethal combination. So to answer your question, like if you're not shotgunning them, I feel like you're probably okay. But they are like yeah, they're carbonated, so. I think that it, you know when you're having like four or five sex, I think you could definitely feel like the bubbles, you know. But I but I like to say that it's softer, a little bit of softer carbonation than some other um, products. We measure carbonation kind of like they measure air in a tire, so it's like it's like parts per square inch basically of like how they measure the co2 in a can and um i don't know the exact amount of ours but it's lighter than some of the other brands so gotcha. i mean if that's any consolation but <laughs> that's the mo- first of all that's the most buffalo goes to syracuse story in a long yeah, time that was an awesome story <laughs> nice job uh way to represent and secondly that that's awesome because there's a, i can't even quantify it thousands of people with a beer fridge and they generally have one row of either a seltzer or like a a water with gas basically yeah (laughs) and it's a flavor and it's probably Wegmans brand and probably grape yeah and that's it's just always there so having this as a a replacement is great yeah which leads us into you we're mentioning stores Mm -hmm. so how is that when you walk into a a liquor store and you're like hey it's vodka based i'm trying to get it on a shelf not only how is the discussion but how is it received yeah um well like i will say that um there's some stores that are a little bit more receptive to this category than others i think it's hard for like a lot of the liquor stores especially I'm speaking mostly about Buffalo here, but um, we have a lot of mom and pop shops, right? Because Buffalo doesn't have chain liquor stores necessarily. So you're talking about mom and pop shops. Some of these store owners have been here for 30, 35 years, 40 years, and they've never seen a ready-to-drink cocktail in a can before with the exception of like, I mean, before two years ago, like maybe two or three brands that that were making cocktails in a can. And most of them were like that type of, if you've ever seen that product, Buzz Balls, it's like they come in a little spherical plastic ball Mm. and they're like um, just really heavy sugar, heavy alcohol, like for people that just want to like rip a couple of sips down and and you know what I mean? So um, yeah, with the exception of that, like they just haven't seen this and a lot of store owners are very like wary of it. They, they either don't understand the category or they don't like the category and it is tough to get people like to change their ways, especially like, how are you going to argue with someone who's been in business for 45, 50 years mm-hmm. that they don't know their industry? You know what I mean? You can't or like, their audience. Yeah. You have to be like, you have to really be careful about the way you go about that. But I will say that like this the this generation now like that have been you know the 20 somethings and the 30 somethings they're definitely very um calorie conscious they're sugar conscious i think that like the 80s it was like the war on fat and like everything was fat free and stuff like that now it's like the war on sugar and like 
for good reason because like I, I know that there's like a lot of empirical data now to tell you how bad sugar is but um yeah I think that they don't I think sometimes stores don't realize just how like conscious people are of that and how how much they don't want to compromise um I know that right now in liquor, liquor stores there's only two categories that are growing in the entire out of every segment and it's tequila and it's ready to drinks. Those mm. are the only yeah, those have been the only two categories in the red and then or I'm sorry, in the green and then actually cognac was up during the summer. Interestingly, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so tequila and ready to drinks are the only consistent categories growing. Everything else is like really taken a steep plunge. So um, yeah, it's a good time for a company like mine to be around and to be gathering an audience and stuff. But there is definitely an element of challenge. And it's taken a lot of like my pulling out all my best salesman tricks to to have success. Because like some of these stores, like no matter how good your numbers are, even if you're selling great in a store down the road, they're just like they're not interested. They don't have the space or they don't like the category and they're like hoping it's just going to go away. So sure. So we're here at Addie's right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Addie's, thank you so much for everything that you do for us, letting us use your space here. That So can you walk us through your process of when you came to Addie's, what your sales pitch was? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was fortunate to have a really awesome salesman with me. Shout, shout out to Eric Fitzpatrick, who um, actually used to work here. So he has a good relationship and I think his sister works here too, actually. Actually. Nice. Um, but he's a great guy. But we came in. This store is awesome. Um, they are obviously they're one of the larger liquor stores, so they have a little bit more freedom, um, you know, stuff like that. But I came in right before July 4th. We sold in a huge display. I think they took um, it was like a 40 or 50 case display, which was like insane for me because mm-hmm. there's so many like really small stores that like that that's a rare opportunity. Um, but they took in those cases. Uh, we did a few tastings and, um, they were, they're really receptive. Like they do really well with high noon. Mm -hmm. So they knew that they had an audience buying that type of stuff. And then also Wegmans being next door definitely has, um, also a demographic that just enjoys this type of a product. So, um, yeah, so we, we came in here and they are actually still to date my number one, they're my number one store in all of New York. Yeah. They've sold like 130 cases of product in just a couple of months. So yeah. And like for people that don't know industry lingo, like a case, is the cardboard um, carrier that it comes in. So that actually means that they've sold 400 six-packs because there's four six-packs to a case. So, yeah, so we've done, like, a ton of volume out of here, which tells you that there's definitely an audience for it. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, really, of everything I've dealt with with this job, the very hardest thing is getting people to switch up from their routine because, like, I think people are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like... It's really hard like to get someone to, to come out of their comfort zone and try something new, um, even if it's something that they can look at and probably guess that they'll like to get them to pull the trigger to buy something that yeah. they've never tried before, like is really tough. So the tastings and like I do a lot of them here at Addie's, but that's been the thing that move the needle the most yeah, for and, sure. And it takes somebody to sell it. So I'm going to be 100 percent transparent with you. This is the first time I've ever had any truly anything really yeah i've never had anything like this before are you serious this taste to me yeah i know i i'm a beer and whiskey (laughs) i've been been very very set in my ways but this is the first time i've ever tried anything like this this one right here tastes i had a bougie time in my life where i was drinking those wegman seltzers yeah just like the sparkling water yeah 
And this tastes exactly like this. Oh, I can't 100%. taste the tequila at all. I know. This it's, is dangerous. I know. Yeah, they're they're very much like I try to tell people if you like non-alcoholic seltzer, you're going to especially love this. Like it's it's even different than High Noon in that respect cuz like High Noon has some juice in it. So, it's a little bit of a different flavor profile. Sure. Like these are literally just like a sparkling water. Um our very best flavor, um I'm very best, very best selling flavor <laughs> I should say is this black cherry. which was the OG. This was like the very first one that they were like, we have to make a black cherry. Um, I love cherry. We were just talking the other day on how much I love cherry in my drink. Derek gets real weird about black cherry things. I love it. Yeah. There you go. Got it? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Thursday, right? It's Thursday, it is, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday. Um, so, yeah, black cherry. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, um, yeah, 5% alcohol. These ones are a little bit less than... Um, a little bit less than the cantina. Um, but yeah, they're just like, they're great. They're a great option. Um, seasonality is tough in Buffalo. That's something that like for the next few months, you guys know, like as soon as the snow flies, I don't know what sells good during the winter. Cause like people drink all the time, regardless in Buffalo, we drink all the time, regardless <laughs> so of true. the weather outside. I guess it's probably pivots like to like red wines and beer and like maybe whiskeys for the winter. But that's what we picked up. Yeah. A lot of people switch to bourbons, mm-hmm. lagers, and then um, like red wines. Yeah. And obviously holiday season kicks in. Yeah. So then you're pulling out your bougiest wine that you've been True. aging for a couple of years. Yeah. Which you can attest to. <laughs> so when you guys came out with the Canteen brand, mm-hmm. why did you decide to create another entire brand for the tequila i mean it's not an entire brand because it's the same company but yeah like, but like why saying? is it not canteen exactly, tequila yeah. i know um i think that the cantina just sounded a little bit more like of a tequila brand sure. um and i i asked the same question because when i came on board i was like wait we have two we have two brands that we're selling and they're like well yeah same family but two brands so technically i mean if you saw our packaging too they really don't look alike. like you wouldn't oh. Okay. You, you wouldn't know that they're uh, the same family of brands, um, but they weren't really so concerned with us being like affiliated with each other. I think because they figured like tequila drinkers are going to gravitate mm-hmm. towards this because it's in the tequila section. Canteen drinkers are going to gravitate towards this because they're looking for a vodka seltzer and it's going to be located next to High Noon. So, um, like when we merchandise these, like it's never a big deal for them to be next to each other. Sure. If that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Is is, is High Noon Dave Portnoy's thing that he did? Yes. Is that it? He he helped like with the original funding of it. He got in early. So, so do you think that that changed or helped you? in the brand be able to break through markets because they had this huge push from somebody that's super well known. Yeah. Um, they definitely, I mean, I give credit where credit's due. Uh, High noon, um, paved the way, <clears throat> excuse me for, um, the liquor based ready drinks for sure. Cause mm-hmm. there was no reason to go to a liquor store to get seltzers before high noon. Mm-hmm. Everything was at right. the, you know, at consumers or at the grocery store. So, um, yes to that, but, I think, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I don't know how much, like, he, he, he definitely propelled that brand, um, you know, into the target consumer market, but sure. a lot of people don't know this, um, but 
High Noon is owned by Gallo, which is one of the largest wine companies in the world. They make barefoot wine. So, oh, okay. Um, so they have, uh, along with a lot of other brands, so they have a huge financial backing from a really established company. Sure. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of them do like Truly is Sam Adams. Um, White Claw is um, Sam... Um, Mark Anthony brands. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, so there's like, and then obviously Coors Light has their own seltzer and Labatt has their own seltzer. So, um, most of these companies have like a huge financial backing from another company. And like High Noon was never a startup, that was Gallo's creation from, from the get go. Sure. Where Canteen um, is kind of like one of the only true startups. Cutwater started off as a startup as well in California. But yeah, we're like, we're we're, we're a true small company. Like, I think we have right now, we have like 45 employees. So, wow. yeah. And, oh, no kidding. Yeah. And we're national. Like, we're all over the country. We're in most states. Um, but yeah, it's, it, we're small. We're a small operation. We have, like, for the most part, we have one person per state. Like, I'm the person for New York. I have a counterpart that manages oh Metro and Long Island, but I do the rest of the entire state of New York. Um, we have people that manage multiple states. So, yeah, we're a startup, like, through and through. So, it's interesting and it's different because yeah. you have to be a lot more creative with like your marketing because you, you drive or fly everywhere. I drive everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot even tell you how many miles I think I put. I, I bought a car last year and I think it had like 40,000 miles. And I just looked today because I'm up for an oil change. I'm like at 89,000 oh in just one year. Yeah, I drive everywhere. I spend a lot of time in Albany, a lot of time in Watertown. One of my best markets is Oswego, which like oh. is funny because like they're small, but like they they're have a great, town though, yeah, they? a lot of college well, kids, nothing a lot of salmon fishing like yeah. people love to like booze and fish <laughs> up there fishing. yeah they do they just had the salmon run a couple of weeks ago so it's like it's interesting you never know where like something's gonna pop off but like it does well in Oswego and like now my my main focus is like getting the home city to love mm -hmm. the product but it's yeah it's just a slow process and it's finding unique ways to market like before we were mic'd up we were talking offline about like TikTok but stuff like that like that's that's where like brands can really catch on fire like if you have one thing that works and goes viral for whatever reason right. like i mean you can change the whole course of of a product so it's mm -hmm. wild how that works like overnight yeah, yeah. so again i want to reiterate i've never had something like this before so i don't know if this is normal but i can't taste any vodka in this either i know there, is that typical or is that something that you guys well, are intentionally so, doing i mean <laughs> ours are honestly like these are so being 5% and then 5.6%. We call these, we call it the sessionability of a product. Take, for example, Cutwater, that other brand that I was talking about. They're also distributed by my distributor, Try It. Um, they are like fully leaded cocktails. They have a, they make a tequila margarita that's 14% alcohol. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's 12 or 14% somewhere in there. So you have like, one of those you definitely are tasting the tequila and you're definitely going to feel that can like as soon as you're done with it oh, you're sure. going to have yeah. a head buzz for sure so these are like men what's great about these is that you're supposed to be able to go have four or five six of them get a good buzz on but like not feel like 
you know, you're hammered after one or two drinks. And they're great, too, for like the reason that they're popular in bars, I I feel like is number one, obviously, the ease of opening a can Mm -hmm. instead of having to pour a vodka soda, but also the consistency. Like when you go to a bar for the first time, you never know what the pour is going to be like. So if you're somebody who's sensitive like I am to like if, if you have like a little bit of a heavy pour like you're gonna really feel it after one drink what's nice about these is like you know exactly what you're gonna get so um yeah they're they're meant to be light and like easy to drink and like to your point if you someone gave you that and like asked you what it was you would probably just say it's like a seltzer water that's what I'm tasting I yeah. know I wonder and maybe you know this but is the vodka industry feeling this movement that is going towards these type of seltzer drinks because now people aren't going to the bar and ordering a vodka soda. They're ordering a, a, a I forgot what you call it again. The, a ready to drink. Yeah, ready yeah. to drink RTD stuff. Are in they the, feeling that? I want to say in the stores that they're feeling it a little bit more. Um, On-premises, bar owners, again, talking about changes in the industry and stuff, I think that they are still definitely, um, they still favor the bottles because gotcha. the margin that sure. you make on a bottle is insane. At a, at a, I mean, it's way higher than what you can make on a ready-to-drink, even with great pricing, because like you think about it, you pay for a bottle in like two or three drinks, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're, and then the rest of that is profit for you, um, where these are a little bit different. But um, yeah, I mean, they definitely are... I. I think that they're great for high volume bars. Like that's where I really like to try to focus. Like I have both the bars next to the Bill Stadium, carry oh, them. Wow. And like something like that is great. Like because you've got 40 people throwing money at you, like wanting it to get a fast drink. Like what's easier than this? No one has to change out the CO2 on the gun. Like you don't have to fuss with fruit, like anything like that. So, um, yeah. It's awesome. How is distribution? Cause you said you're the whole company is based in Texas. So is distribution out of Texas as well, or is that just headquarters? Um, So that's where we produce. And then um, we have a couple of warehouses around the country. um, And from those major hubs, we send to our smaller distributor networks. Um, But I I think most people, well, I don't know if most people know this. I guess it's an industry thing. But uh, we have a three-tiered distributor system in the US where you have a supplier, you have a distributor, and then you have the retailer. And like a supplier can't directly sell to a retailer. So you always go through a distributor. So even in like the smallest areas, like smallest towns, there's a distributor that anything that you get from the store, you're you're getting from a a third party distributor. So we have a lot of really tiny places in New York. Like I've, I've worked with some distributors that only have um, like 14 liquor stores in like three counties. I was down in um, my distributor that's kind of towards Oneonta. I mean, there is like, people don't realize that New York is so rural. It's insanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're like, they like were straight up with me. They're like, we have more cows than people by like five times. <laughs> so they were like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting sell. And this is a product that I think is going to, it's going to grow in the cities and then it's going to spread out to those more rural areas. But it's a tough brand to, it's tough to build something like this in a small town, you know, because it's just not as, they're not as easily influenced by, you know, in a, in a city, there's just more advertising, more bars where people can try things, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but my distributor, um, my distributors are great and everything comes out of Texas. And the reason actually that we're in a small can was because we started producing, um, during the giant can shortage Mm -hmm. that happened two years ago. So, 
my owner used his relationship with the non-alcoholic sparkling water that comes in this chubby can. I get that it's known to be called. It's not the slim can, <laughs> the chubby can. So um, that's why we're in a smaller can. And like, I think that um, I can't decide yet if that helps or hurts us but i do think it makes these like a little bit more approachable for men sure you know because they're like a little bit less like those skinny cans can just like feel feminine in your hand oh yeah i mean and it helps you stick out like on the shelf (laughs) somewhere because if everybody's using the same can and you're like no we're gonna stick typical yeah are the skinny cans 12 ounces too these are 12 yeah yeah i think yeah 11.5 or 12 i think most of them are but um but yeah so it's definitely um it's an interesting industry it's a fun product like i'm really excited i my focus next year is going to be huge like into buffalo's water sports and stuff because we obviously we're lucky to live on a great lake we have a lot of people that take advantage of that during the summer months and Mm -hmm. stuff so with um angola redoing that whole area where mickey rats used to be and stuff um definitely gonna try to focus on boat traffic and stuff like that because that seems to be um working for us in other markets so is golf courses for sure oh yeah oh yeah golf courses are like yeah you can do a ton of volume out of there because everybody's like this is a perfect thing to drink on a golf course you're gonna like stay hydrated too because it's mostly water so like what more do you want (laughs) yeah that's what i tell myself about coffee and then i always pass out oh man (laughs) i know i know isn't that isn't that the truth it's it's so depressing (laughs) this one was very good the amount of cherry that you can taste it's i mean obviously it's called black cherry but like this tastes like a very ripe cherry i know it's good right and i was never much of a black cherry fan but if you had like a malt one um any of the malt black cherries and you tried this there'd be a super distinctive difference between the aftertaste because yeah the malt ones just like leave a it's not even close yeah not even close the black cherry and the malt ones is so overpowering i i hate black cherry flavored seltzers do you i hate them oh wow i don't mind this at all because it's mellow compared to the others yeah very mellow yeah this just goes down like oh, yeah. there's no the only lingering aftertaste is the taste of the cherry mm-hmm. but everything else just goes back mm-hmm. and it, it tastes a, like water and it's cherry right mm-hmm. like it's a pleasant yeah. aftertaste of cherry it's not this overpowering bitter yeah like you just sucked on the skin yeah awkwardly what's <laughs> what's cool with this too is sometimes i associate <laughs> these type of things with a syrup yeah like you're getting a syrupy taste yes. and so far with those two that's kind of why i asked if you're using real fruit because yeah. it actually tastes like fruit mm-hmm. these aren't syrupy they're flavored yeah. they're not syrupy that's really cool i like this i like this a lot um and of course it's born in austin where your boy is oh yeah who's your boy in austin joe rogan he's like Obviously. oddly obsessed with I him listen i run up we run a podcast how can you not be obsessed with him <laughs> i was thinking about joe rogan on the on the way over oh. here i, I think like, about joe rogan wanna... all the time what <laughs> 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 it's like if, if only i he I he's he just seems like a he seems like a guy to have a beer with right? you know yeah. like mm-hmm. if you're yeah well just somebody cool. that you can talk to to like bounce ideas off of and learn self like that's honestly as much as we joke about him that's really how we try to be like just be open to mm-hmm. every single topic because there's so much that people can tell you that you have no idea about. Yeah. Like you right now. I have no idea about any of this stuff. And it's cool just to learn. Yeah. It's, I'm just fascinated with he's, that. He's, um, <laughs> I know whatever people are pro or con Joe Rogan, but the one thing I love about him is that he's very um, like middle of the road with everything. Mm-hmm. I love that he's like, he plays devil's advocate with people, but he's also very like 
even in something that you like would suspect he's got a strong opinion of, he's super open to hearing people. It's like, so yeah, I, I agree. It's really, it's nice to learn things from each other. Like, and mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, that's how I've, where I've gotten in this industry and what I've learned has all been from listening to people who know more than me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. so if someone literally, yeah, <laughs> exactly. If someone was to try canteen, what flavor would you have them go for just to like, be like, this is the epitome of what we are. Yeah. I, so, um, nationally the black cherry is the best selling, but I actually love the pineapple is my all time oh, favorite. That's what I'm talking pineapple. about. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Amazing. We're doing pineapple. <laughs> pineapple and mango, anything. Um, I yeah. just like, this is just so good to me again, like golf course, like mm. beach, whatever. Um, I, I will say that there's been times, a lot of times, because I just moved into a new apartment. <laughs> I moved into an apartment and I didn't have it like fully stocked. The only thing I had in my fridge was canteens. So and and Brita. But like there's been times where like I was thirsty, but like not for still water. Like right. I wanted like a little something extra. So I can't tell you how many times I've cracked a canteen at like one in the afternoon because I'm just like, I just need the flavor of something. <laughs> but like these are just so they go down so easy, I'm telling you. Like if you pour this in someone's cup, there's no way that they're going to know that this is I know they they really like I it's it's nice um my last company that I worked for um was one of the first that used uh stevia Mm. in in their drinks um shortly after truly followed like truly lemonade truly fruit punch like they came out with a bunch of stuff iced tea all of that now has stevia in it um my company was one of the first to do it but you have like you have to be able to like that artificial sweetener, even though stevia is the natural one. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a distinct flavor, and like for a lot of people, it's just like too sweet. Sure. It's it t- it's just like off putting. So when I came, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys watch Between the Ferns? <laughs> I have watched a few of them. He is hilarious. There's have you seen that no. with Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Oh my god, oh, he's hilarious. His super awkward interviews. Yes, yeah. There's yes. one with Jennifer Lawrence where she's telling him they're going like back and forth and she's like makes a fat joke and he says that that's off-putting and she's like you should be off-putting. Like saying like like <laughs> then he is fat. <laughs> yes. And I literally so just funny. I couldn't contain myself there. Sorry. Um <laughs> She's best friends with Adele. I don't know. Is she? Yeah, because when Adele moved to LA, she wanted to meet somebody who was down to earth yeah. and then everyone in Hollywood's like you need to go I talk to her. That. Yeah. So could, they're like legit best friends. She is so cool. she is hilarious, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get as soon as that <laughs> popped into my mind, I couldn't control myself. Um, but yeah, so the the stevia isn't for everyone. So when I came to this company, like what I was really before I jumped ship, I was like, I have to love whatever this product is to to leave my job mm-hmm. and go to this company because it is such a cutthroat industry. And it's hard to survive. And like if you don't really stand behind your product and don't enjoy it yourself. It's tough to sell. Yeah, so. it's going to show through. Like, if you go into... Drink that. What? <laughs> Drink that right now. I did. Drink that. I did. You, it was dr- good. you yeah. drank it? I tried it already. It's good, right? Thoughts? Yeah, very good. I love pineapple. I love pineapple everything. Though. It's fresh. It's like, so good. Can you yeah. buy a six-pack of just this? Yeah. That's what's nice. Yeah, we make six-packs of all of our products, so... There you go. I I have, I'll home. have a gift for you guys for having me tonight. Shop, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. I know. You're, I'm sure. Does your wife drink seltzers? Yeah. Yeah. She'll, and your fiance? Yep. Okay. Oh, so yeah. there we go. Yeah. Well, if I got a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, and she's nice? <laughs> yes. But like, it, it's tough to come into this industry in sales like, and try to 
sell mm-hmm. something to somebody who has heard it every single day, time and time again, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Like if you came in here to Lewis and Tyler and you're like, this is good. They're going to be like, you don't like this. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that I'm buying this because I can see it on your face that you don't like this. Yeah. So it's important that you like that. So that was a, a decision on your end to say, I have to yeah. like this before I join. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, um, when you're selling a consumable product, it's like you have to you have to stand behind it as much as like anything else that factors into your decision to go to a company, the, the company, you know, climate, the 401k situation, the pay, mm-hmm. like equally f- important for me is that I enjoy the products. Cause like, I just can't stand behind something that I don't really like. And I was like, I want to be able to take this with me places to pass it out, like to have people love it. And like that, it just wasn't the case with my last product. Sure. Like I had a lot of friends who were just like, couldn't get past the stevia, just, you know, wasn't their cup of tea. And, so, and there are people that love that product and still doing well, but this is much more of like, it's just, it's a vodka soda. Like who doesn't like vodka soda? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that was really, that was important for me when I came on board to this company. So that's awesome. People make it too. people buy flavored vodkas and then do vodka waters. Yeah. It's just taking a step out of it. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. So we talked briefly about our pre camera conversations about social media and all that stuff and where we're everywhere, even though we don't really like to be, Mm -hmm. but where are you guys, where can people find you to learn more about you and upcoming things? We have to talk about what you're sponsoring to this coming season. So uh, where are you on social media? So we have two social media handles. We have canteen spirits, um, which is our first one, and that's for the vodka sodas. And then we have Cantina Spirits, okay. both okay. Uh, both on Instagram. That's our major way of um, doing it. They do a lot of cool giveaways um, with coolers and swag and stuff like that. They're super interactive um, because we are a smaller company. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time talking to consumers that like it and um, getting feedback and stuff like that. So definitely, if you're a fan of vodka sodas or tequila sodas, you want to win some cool swag, um, follow them. And then for everybody in Buffalo, uh, we are, if this airs by then, um, we're going to be sponsoring the SantaCon um, this year, which is Saturday, December 4th. Um, down on Chippewa. It's like $15 tickets. It gets donated to the Boys and Girls Club of Black Rock. So, yeah, yeah so that's cool. It's like a good cause. And have you guys done this? You said you did the Santa yeah, Con once, I right? instantly regretted it because I just <laughs> didn't remember the next thing. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's good old-fashioned buffalo bar crawl class. So if you guys want to have oh, fun. Say it there. Yeah, so everyone just, you know. Have you ever done it? The no. second you walk down... People say all the time, like, there's going to be people dressing like Santa stuff. And yeah. you're like, okay, maybe one or two people. Mm-hmm. Everybody is yes. wearing a Santa I've, suit. It I've is ridiculous. It. Yeah, fun. I've passed it before, yeah. but I was like, all of you are just on a different yeah. stratosphere right <laughs> now. Like, sure. it's not even close. And they're so sloppy. Oh, where yeah. beards are half on, half off. Hats mm-hmm. are just not even, they're like, can't, I'm like, you guys yeah, are just a just disaster. Out. Yeah. And no. they're just rolling deep, you <laughs> yeah. know, living their best life. I'm like, I'm good seeing straight. I know. We haven't seen sloppy Buffalo in a long time because right. we didn't have, we've had two years of no St. Patrick's Day parade. Yep. We, we haven't seen, like, New Year's has been weird. So, like, this is really, like, kind of the first post, like, COVID, really. Um, big gathering, yeah. so I think yeah. they're. Um, I think that they're expecting like four thousand people. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. They're doing live mu- 
music and stuff like that. So that was, um, I actually, uh, shout out to my um, protege, well, not my protege, my, my mentor, I should say, uh, from Red Bull. His name's Lenny Martinez cool guy he um i worked with him at red bull he's the bar on premise they call it oh, okay. um on premise person for red bull for upstate new york and he's awesome he kind of gave me the he gave me the tip off for like hey SantaCon might be cool red bull's doing some sponsorship with it they don't have a ready to drink yet that's sponsoring so um that's how i got involved with it but yeah it should be a lot of fun and just like a great way to get people to try again mm-hmm. that going back to like trying something new um the very best thing that I've done so far is to run bar promotions. Buffalo is a city where like people appreciate like the giving someone something free Mm -hmm. who doesn't like something free it goes a long way in buffalo especially i think it's just like the camaraderie of the city and stuff so um i've done a lot of in-person bar events um misters down in east aurora Mm -hmm. say cheese up in grand island we've run some stuff there and like um it's just like that's that's the best way to get someone to trial something and like when you can tie a product to an experience that's something that red bull always did really well and i think that that's a great way to market like SantaCon example like people have a canteen for the first time there it's a little bit more memorable than just having it you know out of someone's beer fridge in the garage you know you're going to remember that more so so what are you going to actually be doing there so i have uh i have an ugly sweater um that i had custom made with canteen on it and like a yeti holding up a canteen um case and then i will be walking the streets um i'm gonna hand out (laughs) god (laughs) bless you Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna be going bar to bar um buying some drinks for people um just giving out koozies we've got some like fun stuff like for people to win we're probably going to do door prizes at Mm. banshee which is the old darcy mcgee's uh, if you remember Darcy yep. McGee is in, in the sky bar. So um, it's called Banshee now. It's almost done. It's a really nice building. Oh, cool. So yeah, they did a, a great job with that. So um, yeah, so we're just gonna be giving some stuff away and like shaking hands, kissing babies. That's Love the it. saying, right? Yep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it should be fun. I'm really looking forward to like just again, introducing people. Uh, I, literally anywhere that I can, I give away cases to people. I was at the Bills tailgate two weeks ago for the Miami game. And it was like pouring rain. So I'm like running around around with like a, I, I don't know like a, a poncho. poncho over my head like running 12 packs of canteen to like different people's tailgate spots and like um grass island during the summer was like oh, yeah. throwing people six packs like as they <laughs> as they voted by i was like anything that i can do to just like get people to try something sure. you know so um yeah it's it's uh it's definitely interesting but like that seems to be the way to build a brand in a city like buffalo is just like a lot of social events and Absolutely. a lot of you know stuff like that so if you're going to santa con it- Keep an eye out for her and go grab a, a sample of this because this Heck is, yeah. it's amazing. Can you go over what flavors you have too? I know that we tried some of for them, sure. but like everything else. Yeah. So we have three flavors of Cantina, which is the um, tequila one. We have uh, watermelon margarita, ranch water. Now, this is an interesting one. I do think you guys have to taste this. So, ranch Like water? salad dressing? Okay. That is the first thing that everybody in Buffalo says. Yeah, because uh, if it's not blue cheese water, no one's exactly, trying Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to make, I was like talking I was talking to my distributor like we have to make some funny post about that like on a poster because people would get it because like we're all but we're oh, all yeah. blue cheese people up here so like get your ranch away <laughs> yeah, from my wings with ranch. exactly <laughs> it's like you like you like look at somebody who orders ranch with their wings and you're like 
I don't trust you. I don't know you, but I don't trust you. Yeah. Um, so ranch water is a very Texas thing. And funny enough, um, nobody knew what it was here like three months ago. Yeah. It was like no one knew what it was. But when the Bills played in Tennessee a couple of a month ago, everybody came back from that trip and knew what ranch water was because there is a couple of other brands ours included um that are selling down in nashville and it's gotten like from texas up to like i would say that nashville line kind of like the mason dixon line basically south of the mason dixon everybody knows what the ranch water is it's tequila soda with a lime and typically like in the past it it was if you've heard of the brand Topo Chico, they make a tall like mineral water. It's non-alcoholic. Okay. What they would do is like take this sparkling mineral water, you'd pour out a little bit or you'd drink a little bit and then you'd pour tequila right into the bottle. And it's like, you know, they're about the size of like a Sam Pellegrino. It's so, like that big. Okay. So you like pour in your four ounces of tequila, you put a lime and then like put a, like a sprinkle of tahini salt around it. And that's a ranch water. That's all it is. It's like tequila, soda and lime. Okay. So that's it. It's like you're so reinventing the dressing. wheel. No, that's literally they call it ranch water. <laughs> they call it ranch water because the Topo Chico uh, mineral water is like, you know, it's like a thing down sure. down in Texas. And so it's like, I got yeah, you. It's what you have on the ranch. Yeah. yeah it's like, you. yeah. So, yeah, we don't have ranches. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows. Literally, when I first started and was trying to sell this, people were like, what? Ranch water? <laughs> if they didn't think of dressing, they thought of like a horse trough and like horses drinking out of like, a, they're like, what? So, anyway, not the most appealing name, but I will say that people definitely know what it is now um, more than they used to. And it's gotten some it's gotten some publicity like on things like TikTok and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So yeah, so this one is this is the like Thank I you. would say that this is the classic cantina that we offer. It's just it's just lime flavor. But this smell this on the nose, there's tequila in there. Oh yeah, okay. No I question no question this, about yeah. it. Like yeah, yeah, not at all. Not for the faint of heart. Like if you don't like tequila, the the ranch water might be might not be your pick. You should probably stick to like canteen. But um yeah, you smell it. How does this do in Eden? Eden, New York? Yeah. I honestly don't. I The only liquor store that I have down in that neck of the woods is Cheap Charlie's in, yeah. uh, in Springville. And they sell it, actually. Uh-huh. And they were doing pretty good with it. But yeah. This one, I can definitely taste the tequila, but I don't know if I can taste the tequila or just the flavor that I associate with like water and lime. Yeah. It's, I mean... I'm a little tequila sensitive because I've had a couple of rough days yep. with tequila. So <laughs> I would say like it wasn't it's not my first choice. And like you wouldn't catch me caught dead at a bar ordering like a tequila soda. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't happen for me. So when I started with this company and I was like, I'm going to be selling tequila. I was like, I better pony up and start start you know drinking it again because i need to be able to sell this you know in a way that's convincing so um i actually enjoy it now my favorite one though like the ranch water is good my favorite is the um, watermelon margarita that one is very good probably because it's like a little less tequila for it i think but um but yeah this one does great and like i mean it's good like Mm -hmm. for for a canned cocktail like something that you can just like grab and go if you like tequila or if if you like margaritas but don't want to do sugar it's definitely it's definitely a good product. So yeah. this makes me want to eat a taco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sell it a deep sell taco. So 
my next, I'll, I'll tell you guys, Zena, I'm coming for you at Casa Azul. She's opening a new. Have you guys had um, Casa Azul before? No, I have heard I of went, it. Have not had. I it. went to school with Zena. You have to have her food. She is. It's amazing. An excellent, excellent cook. Like she's she's studied abroad and like tr- she's trained and delicious like her food is top notch yeah. so she's opening a new location where cantina loco used to be in allen on allen um so i'm coming for you Zina. i gotta get this into yeah. cantina or so to casa azul um but yeah like paired with a margarita like or i'm sorry paired with a taco this is like the margarita kind of um pairing that you Fine. want but Absolutely. without the without the sugar so um, yeah. This is so cool. I I love this. I did not think that I was going to like it, but I, know, I really, really do like glad it. That yeah, you... I didn't know what to expect either. It's good. Yeah. It's pleasant. Yeah. I just don't like I don't know if this is typical for this, but like I don't taste any alcohol in this at all. And this I can feel yeah. like I can just get destroyed off of this stuff. These are meant to like smash. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. It's I really know. cool. <laughs> Chill out, dude. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Like, I'm gonna drink These up on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, no, I got a red really light good. on transit. Yeah. I'm at least here for forty five seconds. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Wegman seltzer <laughs> officer. It's, no, this is really cool though. Yeah. I do like these a lot. If you were gonna if you were gonna try one more, I'd have to have you try our most unique flavor, which is um the Canteen cucumber mint. Ooh, okay. So I again, being straightforward, cucumber is not my favorite. I'll try it. Okay, for you. You can. Yeah, we'll, you, I'm if, into cucumbers. Okay, if you're not into cucumbers, this one, this one might not be your favorite. But taste. What's impressive is that this isn't a cucumber because when you taste this, you're gonna be like, wow, I feel like I just drank like a liquid cucumber. Okay. So I've never had a cucumber. Actually, I don't mind cucumber water. I just can't eat cucumber. Okay. Do, you remember, do you remember the first time you had a cucumber water? Yeah, it was like at a hotel or something mm. like that. Do you? I feel like the same thing. I think I was in like the lobby of a Marriott. <laughs> exactly. I, was, I was at Cafe Aroma on Brian oh, okay. and Ashland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, babe, there's a cucumber in my water. And she's like, yeah, it's cucumber water. I was like, you've had this before? And she goes, yeah, just drink it. I'm like, because it's always lemon. Always yeah. lemon. So I tried it and I go... Okay, <laughs> and then I immediately fell in love. But I'm super curious. Let's open yeah, it because I'm cucumber to me is a very overpowering taste, mm-hmm. and people will look at me very weird when I say that. But if I have a cucumber in my water. salad, I can taste it for like the next year. Because, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm that just not a big like, fan of it. Is that it. genetic? I probably I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't start with that conversation because then he'll go off the rails I'll with his sister. sister. Well, right like now. you know how like you know how like cilantro is like if yeah, it tastes soapy tastes to you, like soap, it's yeah. genetic mm-hmm. or whatever. Maybe cute, maybe super heightened awareness. But I will say. Cucumber is a little bit down, but mint is all the way up for okay. me. Mint is one why, of my favorite why flavors. Why mint? Why did so you combine mint? I, you know, I don't know. It's like who do, super. Who do we talk to? <laughs> it's super refreshing. Like if I could name this drink, I would call it like a spa water because it's like yeah, it literally okay. tastes like it tastes like you're about to lay back and get like a good like sixty minute massage. You know, nose is very cucumber. Yeah, say that. it is. It is very yeah, cucumbery, very very minty. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get your schnoz like right in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very a cu- cucumber it's forward. A cu- it's a cucumber, but I do not mind this because <laughs> I think it's because I I know that I'm drinking it. Yeah, and there's no other flavors that the cucumber will hide from me. Yeah. So I, I don't mind this. It's definitely, it won't be my favorite, yeah. but I don't mind it. We have somebody, like, we have diehard fans of this. Like, there's people, I feel like I this is it. very po- polarizing. So mm-hmm. there's people that either love it or they're, like, absolutely not. But um, I have a store, McKinley um, Wine and Spirits, 
owned by the global go i'm sorry global group mm-hmm. in um orchard park but there's a guy that buys a case which is 24 cans a week oh wow like one customer buys a case a week and drinks it all like Jeez. 24 cans in a week i feel like this is the most recommended drink of choice for beverly hills desperate yeah, housewife, or de- real housewives. yeah definitely it's it's very like because actually um cucumber vodka is has been really getting yeah. popular at, and um cucumber tequila oh okay. so that's what i have at house parties oh yeah and like a yeti oh really? is cucumber vodka with water uh, when uh, and a ton of ice okay. and then i just drank that out of a straw over the course of time unless i'm at your house and so what, do you, so what do you think about this i like it okay i could I drink this easily okay this um the the watermelon one yeah and then the pineapple are your is, favorites yeah. i mean the pineapple i, I, I have like that. an odd relationship with but yeah. we'll talk about that offline <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> we'll talk about it oh my god <laughs> that definitely whatever you have to say cannot be worse than everything yeah. that everyone just thought of like what could this guy and, and a pineapple have going on <laughs> it's yep. So my, good. my three, the black cherry, the watermelon margarita, and the pineapple. Cool. Those yeah. I, I agree. The, and then I really what's the other it. one right there? We don't um, have to try it, but I just oh, wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, we have strawberry. a, we've got strawberry and we have ruby red. And so a lime. You, we can drink these. I brought these for you guys. So we can drink, we can open anything you want. Yeah. And we have a lime. This is like definitely the lime is. Um, I feel like that'd be very seven up or spritey. Yeah. It's like almost. So think Jesus. of a. You're like fruit in there. A lime. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Spike it. <laughs> um, think of like a lime freezy pop. Oh, like, okay. Think of being okay. like, yeah, like. I was so say 15 years old, but I was like, that's too old to be eating a lime freezy pop. You mean like, you mean like five years old? I just had one yesterday, but whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. So this is going to be more limey than like a Sprite or it's something like that. It's very, yeah. Do, what do you want to taste first? Do you want to taste the... I want the strawberry one. Okay. Something Let's to get rid of the strawberry. cucumber. Can we like move some of these? I feel yeah. like you're cocooning ah, in okay. cans. No, I'm just I like, mean, I know there's a shortage, but you don't got to hoard them. But I'm also sure she's used to it too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're good. We can move anything that's open. These are these are very good. I, I like the emphasis on the flavor rather than the vodka or the tequila. Yeah. I think that that's really what separates. Again, I haven't had anything else, but I don't know how many times I can say that today. But I don't I think that that's cool that you're emphasizing that. Yeah, they're just like they're super I guess the only way that I can really describe them is like clean. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they just mm-hmm. they, they give yeah, they give you fruit flavor, they give you like a little bit of something extra, but like I I mean honestly they're they leave you like you don't get like <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's like it's the you. it's the bartender in me. Yep. I have to pour. Um, they don't leave you like feeling. You know, some things like I'm a I'm a Guinness girl sure. through and through. I love dark really? beers, love stouts. Good for you. Yeah, I like I like a little Kentucky breakfast stout once in a while. But like anything like that, you have it. And after one or two, maybe you're like, I, like I like this. I yeah. can't do anymore. I feel like these are like again. You can just like continue continue to drink these, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're not super strong in flavor. Like they're easy to put down, and I think that's why High Noon is so popular because mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like people feel like they can have you know you have four or five of them yeah. out at a bar for a night. You're not going to get obliterated, but you're going to feel good. And then, and then the next morning, the hangover is not bad because I swear it's the sugar that causes oh, no a doubt. hangover. Sure. No doubt. So it's like with, with these being no sugar and stuff, you're like still pretty much staying hydrated. You're having some water. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning you wake up, you're like, all right, we're good to go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what do these retail for? Um, so 
Everywhere's a little bit different, but we sell in a six pack. And like here, for example, at Addie's, they're eleven ninety nine for a six pack. So it's not bad. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, they're they're real tequila. Like they they have a really great price here. Um, cantinas are a four pack, and those are usually like around nine ninety nine or or sometimes ten ninety nine. Um, tequila is a more expensive sure. spirit, so mm-hmm. they're a little bit um, more expensive. But yeah, they're honestly not bad. The strawberry is pretty. Strawberry. Do you? Yeah. It's pleasant. Yeah, it's light. It like, is light. Yeah. It's perfumey, like in a good way. Yeah, this you get the essence, yeah. the essence of the strawberry. So strawberry kicks one of those out. Okay. Probably, maybe, I don't know. The uh, cucumber? Cherry? Well, he, no, cucumber it, my, my wasn't even in the yeah. race. I was no, <laughs> pineapple, black cherry, and the watermelon margarita. Yeah. I think this might kick out the, the black cherry, which oh, is shocking Oh, wow. That is a... It also just shows you how much I love the pineapple, that's too. That's an overturn. Yeah, <laughs> I the pineapple is delicious. Um, we got to move on because okay. I'm gonna get all excited. This is this is uh, ruby red, my least favorite okay. because Why? I don't like um, just grapefruit. Has not never been my thing. I don't grapefruit's know. Grapefruit's tough. Yeah, it's just like. I, for some reason, on, on the palate, feel like um, grapefruit is very bitter. I, I've had some times where it's not this one. So when we started Canteen, we actually used to brew it with white grapefruit um, when they first started. And it, and it did have actual white grapefruit in the distilling process. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, the end result was no juice. like, But they did do white grapefruit. Then they figured out that Ruby Red is a little bit more grapefruit forward and it's got a little bit of a sweeter aftertaste than mm. the white grapefruit. It was like a little more sour, a little more bitter. Sure. So anyway, this is the newer formulation, which is what's available now in stores, but it's Ruby Red. And if you give that a sniff, like it's undoubtedly grapefruit. It's going to be interesting to taste this without sugar. What? Do you remember when you were younger at home and you had a, I don't know if you had this, but you had a half of a grapefruit and when you had half of a grapefruit, you would put a little sugar on yeah. it to cut yes. how like, bitter. off-putting I, yeah, I feel bitter, like bitter it was. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to taste this without that yeah. sugar. The first time I saw a grapefruit, I was a senior in high school. The and first time my, you saw one like with yeah. your eyes? <laughs> Correct. Because, listen. Were you homeschooled? No. That, like, we weren't, like... I okay. <laughs> I moved in with a friend. Okay. To finish high school. They their whole house was very healthy compared to my previous environment. Okay. He was eating a grapefruit with a spoon and I said, "Hey, what are you doing? Like <laughs> you need to educate me on They make that. grapefruit spoons. Did you know that? Uh, unfortunately. They're triangle serrated so, spoons. They're awesome. So my friend tells me this is a grapefruit and he looked at me the same way you just did. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you alive? Like yeah. what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I, that was an experience. I've never seen a grapefruit before and then it was the same thing. I smelled one. Yeah. Now I go, I'm good. I tried a little bit of his. I said I'm good, yeah. and then I moved on. I, I stuck yeah. to like kiwi, bananas, apples, normal things, pears. Like <laughs> yeah. I can fit my hand. Yeah, not a, not a dual fist thing. I know. <laughs> Smelled this, and it w- it brought me back to 2009, I know. 2010. It it's highly grapefruit scented and flavored. And yeah, this but is it's your not- least favorite. Just because I don't oh, like grapefruit. I've, yeah, right. it's just because I don't like grapefruit. But um, but th- that being said, I've had a lot of people that have tried it that that do like grapefruit things that are like this bomb. So it, it's yeah, actually I, really I refreshing. Like this, yeah, it yeah. is refreshing yeah. and crisp. Yeah, I it's it not that. overpowering grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Other things, no, which I like. yeah, the nose just, like it punches you in the face. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're like, <laughs> and then you drink it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like half of what I just mm-hmm. got embraced with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm. The last one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
is lying. These are only 5%, right? <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all going to be good. We'll, we'll, we'll sleep in the back of Addie's. Right. Maybe. We'll start talking to Addie's about having an Addie shuttle. I know. <laughs> they can help After us out. After your podcast, yes, yeah. a complimentary <laughs> shuttle out here. We can do a podcast on the shuttle if we want. It's so funny. The whole ride home. That'd be cool. So you guys also, I see that you do your podcasts in another environment who has like the really nicely finished basement. So we, that's that's our studio that we yeah. built. Oh, you built that? We built yeah. it in the side of my garage. So oh, we, okay. we, were, we did it there. <clears throat> because we wanted to move out of my basement because like my dog would be running around and we could yeah. hear it. So we moved to my garage and then we completely forgot that it gets cold in Buffalo. Okay. So the garage wasn't very good because okay. we were freezing. So in this summer we were like, we're just going to remodel everything, put up walls, insulate everything yeah. and just make the garage the studio. And that's what we did. Okay. It's pretty sweet. So now we have a studio. Yeah. And nice. then the, the BHH housewives is what we call them. Yeah. They saw it for the first time in person when it was completed and they're like, Okay. It's really, it like, what really. Is, you guys have fake plants? Like, what is going on? We're like, we had to add depth. And it was like, what is happening? It's it, like, it's really nice. Yes, I was you, like, wow, you. this is like, because I've been here, so I knew that that wasn't True. Addy. So I was like, where, where are they filming that? I mean, technically, we could do a round two there. Yeah. So, yeah. well, when we, have our, yeah, when we have our um, sne- sneak yeah. peek stuff come out um, for sure. I actually have gin cocktails that um, just hit the market. Ooh. So Interesting. maybe next what time. What flavors are those? We have Blossom, which is um, like, it's got coriander. Um, I want to say, oh man, offhand, I don't know all the notes of that one, but we have that one. We have um, a citrus, which is cucumber, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't like. Cucumber, <laughs> lemon, and lime. And then we have a grapefruit one that has rosemary in it. Cool. Um, yeah, they're very like they're a little bit more artisanal for people that complex, yeah, yeah because you know like there's a lot of gin it has a lot of um, different notes in it sure, and um, it's much more botanical gin is so um, but yeah the blossom one is really good it's juniper I couldn't think yep. of the name oh, yeah okay, so gotcha. juniper okay. juniper lime little coriander it's really good so cool. is it. Are you able to say what kind of gin is used? So it's an American gin. Um, I don't know if it's from like any particular like label, but it's an American gin, which versus a London gin is much less piney. Sure. So I got, I got, I got it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> just reaching You're for such the, a bartender. I know. Um, so yeah, it's much less piney. And to be honest with you, like I love gin. I drink a lot of gin. Um, they're very approachable. Like for somebody who isn't a gin drinker you could drink those and uh, like if you like vodka honestly it's hard to it's almost hard to detect the gin i didn't know this i know i spewed some random facts about the tequila earlier but did you know that (laughs) gin could be made with any base liquor like gin is just basically vodka with botanicals added to it I always thought that gin was like something its own thing. special. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. like it's like mo- most of the time it's made with just vodka with hmm. like botanicals added. So that, yeah, that was interesting. So anyway, American gin is is much more, um, I guess, mild and in, in flavor. And like London dry gins tend to be very piney mm-hmm. and like have a little bit more of a bite. So um, yeah, the gin ones are good. So maybe next time That's we'll cool. yeah go yeah. through that and and maybe I'll even have some prototypes because I do know that we have some stuff coming down the pipeline, including a pineapple margarita. Well, we'll have our people contact y'all people. Yeah, set it up through my assistant. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> AKA my <laughs> Google <laughs> Google Gmail. That, that. So, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you? 
I'm glad that you brought up the gin thing because we wouldn't have talked about that. But is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to get past or no? Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like we did pretty good. It's just kind of like the. Uh, I mean. It's cool for people to understand the evolution of the category. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a lot of people shop for alcohol. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the statistic is for how many Americans drink, but I'd say it's high. Majority, it's probably like seventy yeah. percent. It's a rough life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we got to get through the day somehow. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So it's like it's interesting because consumers see a lot of new things coming their way, and like they, um, the landscape of alcohol is like ever changing. And I think sometimes people don't understand necessarily like the influences behind it. But um, definitely the RTD category, I think, is here to stay. And I I think. COVID had a little bit of something to do with that. Sure. Just the the ease, the accessibility, the what we call touch points when you go to a bar and get a vodka soda cuz like mm-hmm. that I would say that's the number one um I guess you would call it like a I don't know if you call it an objection, but people ask like why would I bring in a product like this when I could just make a vodka soda? Sure. Um and it's like, well, when you go to a bar, you think about like the bartender you order a vodka soda, they pick up your glass, they scoop your ice, Mm. they pick up a bottle, they pour the bottle, they pick up the gun, they fill up your mixer, they put their hand in the fruit tray, they put a lime in your drink, and then they pass it to you like this, and then they give you a straw. Like, how many times has, like, your drink been touched in that process? And, like, I mean, if you're not... a germaphobe then maybe it doesn't matter at all to you and like the places that we've all probably drank in buffalo i think everybody is immune to like anything <laughs> right. that would ever be <laughs> that would ever be but for some people they're like mm, you know i would like less contact with everything you know i don't want people like just like touching everything so that's like that's a benefit of something like this where it's like you take a can opener you open it yeah. and like it's good and you're done and, and it's consistency right like yes. you know what you're getting every time you exactly it open. it's gonna taste the same no matter what like same alcohol content exactly. you know how many you can handle exactly yeah. so like we're, we're we're like we said before like you get a bartender that's got a generous pour and like you're on the floor after exactly. two drinks yeah. so um but yeah last question for you for texas um side of things how large is your facility in texas do you know so um they built a facility uh that literally just opened three months ago um it's on treaty oak drive which is like deep eddy and then canteen and then down the road tito's so we're like on the main strip of of uh places and our facility um is like 150,000 square feet or something it's big um i could i could probably tell you but um yeah it's big and it's and it's nice because like we do all of the producing um we have like a couple of i guess what you would call like master brewers but like whatever oh, cool. they yeah whatever whatever it would be for a mixologist yes and they literally like burn the midnight oil and sit and try all different formulations all different levels of sweetness and uh, alcohol and like they find the perfect you know middle ground which is hard like when you're when you're producing in a can um consistency is definitely everything and like finding the right formula takes a lot of work a lot of focus groups a lot of like tastings and stuff so we have changed like formulas um from some of the original products since we started i know they made strawberry more flavorful than when we started we changed that grapefruit from white grapefruit to red ruby red so yeah it's a lot of um trial and error but um that we have a great team that like works on stuff and like cares a lot about like the 
just the integrity of the product. So it is really well made, um, and it's and it's a good quality spirit. So it's definitely it's definitely worth trying. Like if you've never had one before, or if you're a high noon drinker, like I always implore people to like step out of your comfort zone and try something different because you can you know you can love high noon and also love canteen. Or if you're you know a white cloud drinker and you want to try something different, try try a ready to drink with a spirit. It's it's good to just expand your horizons. Yeah. It is. And this, I to your point, it's way cleaner than a Bud Light Seltzer, oh, yeah. a Trulina White Claw. It's not even remotely close to a malt. Yeah. So I don't know why you would not have at least three to yeah, just 15 of these in your fridge. <laughs> just yeah. try it. I mean, we, we can talk all that we want about how great these flavors were, but you just have to try it to experience it yourself because I can promise you you're not going to taste any alcohol in this, and it's going to be the best thing that you've ever had. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that ratio. <laughs> Honestly, it's yeah. it's really because you don't get hit in the face yeah. with booze. It's yeah. just nice and it's crisp. It's and awesome. then the carbonation isn't overpowering either, which is a really nice touch. Yeah. Because Brilliant. I think the only one that was heavily carbonated was the ranch water. Well, that, me. but the um, the black cherry was obviously different from the tequila one. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, like, yes, it's still a seltzer, but it dissipated so quick yeah. that it then became smooth and crisp and clean. And then that overtook the carbonation aspect of it. And you're like, oh, damn, like, that's actually really pleasant. Yeah. Temperature, too, seems to um, like, help. Well, the colder the product, the more, I, I think, the more prevalent the carbonation is. I, that that might just be anecdotal from, like, my own experience. But when things are really cold, like, the carbonation seems to be a little bit stronger for some reason. Yeah. And then, like, when it, you know, when it comes to cold, but, you know, a little bit less you know chilled it, it seems to help but i agree with you i mean they're they're definitely carbonated so some people like if, if people tell me that they don't like carbonation i'm just honest with them that like you're probably right. not gonna yeah. like this product because it is it's carbonated you know but yeah. um but yeah they're they're awesome and like i think next summer i hope everybody like looks out for uh cantina cantina we're gonna be doing a lot i'm gonna be bopping all around buffalo <laughs> um so i uh i'm excited to you know introduce more people to it and um yeah i appreciate the chance to talk about it Absolutely. with you guys it was a lot of fun thank Absolutely. you so much for everything thank you. thank you for letting us try all this stuff it's fantastic and you just have to try it for yourself to figure if you like this or not because i can probably guarantee that you're going to it's just which flavor best suits you so mm -hmm. thank you very much for your yeah. time we really appreciate it thank you uh and thank you Addie, for letting us uh recording your space back here so uh thank you and good night everybody Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.